Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast, and this is NBA Check-In with Azizu. It's April 10th, 2019, and the regular season is officially over. Uh, the last game of the season just wrapped up on ESPN. It was uh, Jazz and the Clippers, the Clippers winning it. Uh, I'll get more into the playoff matchups. We're going to talk about uh, Magic Johnson leaving the Lakers, Dirk and D. Wade retiring, and uh, we're going to finish with Space Jam 2 and its uh, lack of stars. But first, I got to kick it off with my beloved Warriors, as I always do, uh, into the regular season. And uh, the prospects of the first round matchup of the playoffs. So first, let me pull up the final standings. The Warriors finished the season 57 and 25. Uh, that's one game less than last year. But you know, uh, up and down year. We had the drama. Uh, KD, Draymond kicking off the season, and, uh, you know, just when you thought uh, this dynasty was ready to roll for years to come, all of a sudden it felt like we got put on notice that this was uh, at least the end for KD, um, you know, I expect Clay to resign and, um, you know, most of us to, to, to keep rolling, but maybe we won't be that just like unstoppable juggernaut that it's felt like we've been the past few years since we got Durant. Uh, but I do got to say, even during this whole run that, you know, there's been so many injuries along the way, you know, Durant got injured that first year and then Curry, you know, it, it, it was always something and it hasn't been the easiest. Uh, you would think so, but you know, it's still, you know, people are still coming at you. It's still competition. So, you know, uh, it's been amazing. It's I, I don't take any of it for granted. I never thought the Warriors would make it to this level. I used to always look forward to us getting a good draft pick. So <laughs> you were and you were always like ready for that then draft pick to leave. It was just this, you know awful cycle and that you you know you got so used to as a Warriors player so I'm so thankful to uh, have witnessed this dynasty and uh, the playoffs are here and I'm I'm, I'm ready I'm ready for uh, them to make this run but uh, just to put a cap on the last couple of uh, games since I last recorded uh, let's just go back to uh, five days ago uh, the Cavs game Complete cruise of a game, 121-114 Warriors. Uh, Steph moved up the all-time uh, Warriors scoring list to third, uh, passing uh, Paul Azirin, and only Rick Barry and Wilt Chamberlain are ahead of him. Uh, he's really close to passing Rick Barry, uh, only, only about... Uh, 400 points behind as of that game and uh, only like another thousand or so behind Wilt. So most likely next year uh, he'll become the all-time Warriors leading scorer. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the next game after that, 
against who is going to be our first-round matchup, which I'll get into here in a second. Uh, last regular season game at the Roracle, the Coliseum in Oakland. 47 seasons uh, in Oakland came to a close. Well, for the regular season, of course, we're going to be right back there on Saturday for the first round of the playoffs. But uh, it's funny. Uh, that last game was against the Clippers, who was our first-round matchup. And this one, I, I loved seeing this. This gave me all the confidence I needed for the playoff run. It showed, like, in a game that you want, which is this is one you wanted, as you're closing out your building as far as the regular season goes, you wanted this one that, uh, you know, they started hot, and even when the Clippers showed a little fight, the Warriors hung tough and then pulled away and, you know, cruised the victory uh, 131 to 104. So solid. And they ended the game raising the banner, which that was cool. Uh, for, of course, the first thing I did was text, text Nez about it. And, uh, you know, he's when it comes to sports, uh, he's all things Oakland and he's more Oakland than you know, really the actual sports. He supports the town. He loves the town. So, you know, that's why <laughs> he's ready to, to jump off this uh, Warriors bandwagon once they go across the bay to their new home, uh, the Chase Center in San Francisco. But you know me, uh, lifelong Warriors fans, my favorite team and my favorite sport. So, you know, and although I was born in Oakland, I've lived all over the place in the Bay Area, Richmond, Albany, Berkeley, Oakland. Um, I never lived in San Francisco, but I had friends who lived there and I'd visit them. So, you know, Nez, he's, he's not the biggest fan. He has a, a little rivalry going with uh, San Francisco, but, uh, you know, I got love for San Francisco, so... <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, they got this banner. It's going to hang all throughout the playoffs and then when they move to the new stadium. Uh, short sports side note, as far as the Warriors are now gone, uh, Raiders got one more season in Oakland, then they're gone. Uh, I've talked about this before on the other pod, but the A's staying there, it'd be the perfect opportunity for them to level the Coliseum, level their arena, and build up a whole new arena for them. The only problem there is that'll probably take two or three years for that to be built, so the A's would need to find somewhere to play. Would they be able to make the schedule work playing in San Francisco? I don't know. Would San Francisco even be down for that? Where could they find a play uh, in the meantime? I don't know. I don't know if that's an option. I don't know what they can do, or do they need to get a new spot? I know that's been in the plans, but anyways, uh, we'll probably talk more about that soon on regular E-Society, but back to the NBA. So yeah, uh, it was good to finish out that, and then we had two games on the road to finish the regular season. Uh, Pelicans uh, just uh, yesterday, yeah. Uh, win 57, and that was ended up being the final win of the season. We didn't need it, but it was cool to get it. Uh, although Steph Curry did get injured, he tweaked his ankle. Uh, they say it's not a full sprain, and they say he's ready to go. He actually uh, went to check back into the game. I think he hit one more shot and then shut it down for the rest of the night. And of course, there's concern, and you know, people, Dub Nation, Warriors fans are 
are concerned, but uh, he'll be ready to go, and it's definitely something I'm going to be watching closely in this first round series. So, And then finally tonight we played in Memphis. Uh, Clay played, Durant played. I don't remember seeing, I think... I think Cousins got in there, but yeah, once I saw like kind of the vibe of this game by halftime, I think the uh, Grizz had already put up near 80, I think near, near halftime. So, uh, you could tell like, you know, we didn't need it. We were already locked in that number one spot road game, you know, in Memphis, uh, you figure Memphis, you want to end your season on a win team. That's not going to the playoffs. One of the, you know, bottom teams in the league and, uh, so, you know, this whole second half ended up being a lot of in-the-bench players on both sides. And uh, Memphis took it 132-117. Uh, no problem. No stress. Like I said, locked into our spot. Really nothing to play for. And, you know, as far as storylines go, Memphis gets to finish their season with a win. So that ended the regular season, and I was all ready to jump on and record, but uh, playoff spots were still in flux, so uh, it took a minute, but soon, once I think, once I think Oklahoma City won their game, it dropped the Clippers down to that eight seed, so that's who we're going to see in the first round. And we won the series, season series three to one. Of course, that first game we lost to them. That was the one where uh, Draymond and Durant went at each other, and you know, read the lips. And Durant says, you know, that's why I'm out. And 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 you know, Draymond's big thing was like, you you know, you're leaving anyway. We don't need you. We won before you. We're gonna win after you. Uh, love that enthusiasm from Dre, but. You know, I'd also love Katie to stay, but he's just showing it in his body language all year that he is out. And a lot of people are saying that could hurt our run. Usually it's not like you go and then you're like, okay, cool. Now I'm gone. Like, usually you're like, you're, it's like, no matter what you're, you, sometimes you don't dig deep and people say that could be an issue for the Warriors, but it's not just you know, this season, but it seems like the Warriors, even going back to their Lob City days, the Clippers, that's always been uh, a matchup that, you know, the Warriors seem to savor. Of course, before the Dynasty run, the Clippers, you know, they did get, uh, you know, that one series uh, right before the the championship year, 2014, uh, they knocked us out and, you know, that cost Mark Jackson his job. That's got Steve Kerr the job. And then, then that, you know, 2015 won the championship. But, uh, honestly, I don't see the Warriors having any problems with this series. And considering uh, we'll most likely see the Rockets in the second round, I don't think they're going to want to mess around. I don't even think you want to let one game go in the series. I think they're going to uh, click in. They're going to lock in. They're going to take care of business, and I really can't see this not being a sweep. I totally see this being a sweep. Had we played the Spurs or the Thunder, I don't see how I couldn't have given one game to them, but uh, this works out so well for the Warriors. 
uh, of those three teams, it's the easiest matchup, and it's the the shortest uh, travel time. It's an hour flight from Oakland to LA, so uh, really couldn't have worked out better. So you wipe, you know, you wipe this series out, and you get ready for round two because we'll move on. Uh, stop talking about the Warriors for now. We'll move on to these other series because that next round, the four-five matchup. That's uh, the Rockets and the Jazz. Uh, going into today, the Rockets could have had as high as the second seed, and uh, we just recorded a new East Society podcast that's up there for you to listen to on our regular feed, uh, MacNez Podcast Network, uh, new East Society episode. You can find it searching uh, Skater or even East Society, I think it'll pop up now on iTunes or wherever you want to listen. Uh, of course, we're here on Anchor. This is an Anchor special NBA check-in. But yeah, definitely check out our regular show. You can hear uh, this last episode, we had uh, a friend of the show, uh, E-Society member himself, uh, Brian. He's a Rockets fan. And just yesterday, they lost to the Thunder in a game they all but had. And the Thunder furiously rallied. And it ended up having huge, you know, uh, repercussions. They based on the way everything happened today and the Rockets didn't even play, they had they could have landed anywhere from the two to the four seed and they did end up in that four seed. So honestly, I think they are probably the toughest matchup for the Warriors and now we got to see them most likely in that second round. I would have preferred not to see them until the West Finals, but you're going to have to see them at some point anyway, so why not second round and... Maybe that just makes that uh, West Finals maybe that much smoother if we can uh, get through the challenge of the Rockets. So, yeah, the Rockets-Jazz series, though, uh, I don't think the Jazz are just going to lay down. Uh, They fought hard tonight here in the last game of the season. I don't even think Donovan Mitchell played, but they went to overtime in in the very last game of any game of the regular season. That's what I was waiting to finish to record. They went to overtime. They fought hard, but in the end, the Clippers took it in overtime. That game, it didn't move anything in the standings, but uh, yeah, the Jazz got some fight in them. I know they're going to, they got to get one. I know they're going to get one. I think they can get two. I'm going to say this series goes six. So, yeah. Um, Rockets in six, four games to two. Uh, The next matchup we got, uh, Trailblazers and the Thunder. The Blazers got all the way up to the three seed. That was one of the most amazing things. That's what dropped the Rockets to the four seed. The Trailblazers were like losing, I think by 30 tonight at like halftime. And they furiously came back against the Sacramento Kings who have long been out of it. And this this really didn't do anything for Sacramento. The Trailblazers didn't play Dame. They didn't play CJ. Obviously Nurkic is out for the season. And somehow the Blazers fought back furiously. Uh, maybe they did get that kind of halftime pep speech, like, hey, don't let this one go. Like, this can get us uh, a better seed, a better matchup. But uh, it's really, you know, maybe it didn't <laughs> in the end uh, because you end up with the Thunder and the Thunder. 
obviously they got uh, Westbrook and George, but beyond that, there's not a lot. They got uh, Steven Adams. They got, you know, not a very talented bench. Usually if, you know, those two top scorers aren't doing for them, they, they don't win, and that's the thing. They had a really rough uh, second half of the year after the All-Star break. So uh, everybody thought they would be the biggest challenge to the Warriors, and they were, they you know, everybody's saying they were going to rise up and take that two spot. And just like a week ago, I think they were sitting at eight themselves, so that would have been a crazy first-round matchup for the Warriors. But... Uh, the Blazers are too injured here, and I hate to say it. I don't know if even CJ is going to play. Nurkic is out. And I think I said this last time when I was talking playoff previews, but I don't see the Blazers even being able to take one. You know how Russ plays, and, and he created this uh, rivalry with Lillard, who <laughs> was like, I thought we were cool, but of course Russ really isn't cool with anybody, so... I see him bringing that to this series, and I see the Thunder. I'm going to call this another sweep. I think the Thunder sweep the Blazers. And you could say a 6-3 upset, but it's clear uh, the Thunder are bringing the more healthy team, so more talent. And poor Blazers. Uh, hopefully they get even one of these first two games, but I don't see it. I say uh, Thunder Sweep. So that brings us to the last matchup out west, uh, the two-seed Nuggets versus seven-seed Spurs. Oh, boy. Um, the Nuggets kind of stumbled, even though they did uh, do enough to hold on to this second seed. They've, they've felt a lot more vulnerable these last few weeks. Uh, not just against the Warriors, but against other teams. I've seen them look very vulnerable, and the Spurs are the type of team that they got that experience, they play that slow pace. Uh, they can really probably frustrate the Nuggets here, and this is one that I actually I do see going seven with anything can happen, and here's where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call the upset. I, I, I didn't want to do it. I think I even, on my last playoff preview i think i did pick the nuggets to advance i'm gonna say the spurs uh, in seven they're gonna take game seven in denver and upset and move on to the next round against the thunder so yeah uh second round we got uh, i won't spend too long about these because we're gonna do more nba check-ins when the playoffs actually do advance and we'll talk about the semifinals then but uh, uh just as of right now before it's even started i'll say uh Warriors over Clippers, Rockets over Jazz, Thunder over Blazers, Spurs over Nuggets. So uh, Rockets, Warriors, that second round. Uh, I know the Warriors, everybody says this is this is the Warriors' toughest challenge and a team that could true the Rockets could truly go to the finals. Uh, sure, I, I could see it too, but I also think they know how tough last year was, how... They almost lost it, how it, you know, it went to seven and it took that epic collapse, all those threes missed by the Rockets. I know they know not to mess around and I think, I think the Warriors get by you without too much problems, five or six. Uh, feels like you got to give, you got to give the Rockets uh, a couple, but uh, 
I'd like to think the Warriors in in five. Uh, I guess I'll, I guess I'll go with that because I want to say that they they know what a test this will be. So uh, the other one, just real quick, I think that's going to be a real toss up too. I think Spurs uh, could really surprise the Thunder too, and I think the Thunder the their biggest problem is their their lack of depth. So. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, I, I would not be surprised to see the seven Spurs advance to the West Finals. They only get a Warriors-Spurs Western Conference uh, Finals, so obviously, and I would have the Warriors taking that uh, without too much problem. But, uh, we'll talk about that more when it actually happens. So, uh, Like I said last time, I think I'm going to do... Especially the, the this 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 opening weekend, uh, I'll probably record both Saturday and Sunday after the night's action. Uh, kind of talk about what happened, what went on. But uh, let's cover the Eastern Conference. Uh, these matchups were locked in a little earlier in the evening, but we're still waiting to see where, uh, especially the the bottom would shake out and who would play who. So we got uh, Bucks and Pistons first round series. Bucks are coming in injured, but uh, Pistons too. Uh, they they seemed like actually locked into the sixth seed out east, and they've dropped all the way to the eighth seed. Uh, they actually could have dropped all the way out, and the Hornets could have taken that. Uh, I think I think yesterday was one when the Pistons won yesterday. They they uh, officially eliminated the Hornets, but uh, yeah, it came right down to the end. Uh, the biggest problem with the Pistons is uh, Blake Griffin seems to be dealing with an injury, and I think that could really change everything. Uh, I think if Blake's going to be able to play and able to contribute, uh, Pistons at least get one at home. If not, they could be facing a sweep. Um, I, wa- I want to give uh, Detroit one, so I'll say uh, Bucks in five in that series. Uh, and then the one we've known about for a while now, it seems like these two teams have been locked in their seeds for, for a while now. Uh, Celtics Pacers in the 4-5. And uh, big news today, Marcus Smart uh, for the Celtics out at least until the second round, uh, if not longer. So I don't know. The Celtics... Have really stumbled through this season, and the Pacers, even after losing Oladipo, held on to that four seed a long time before giving it up to the Celtics. So they don't get home court, and the series is going to start in Boston, which obviously favors Boston. But uh, I think I think uh, Pacers are going to fight hard, and uh, I'm going to go out on a mini limb here and say the Pacers are actually going to take this to at least six, if not seven. I see them taking one of the first two games and then obviously getting one at home, which, you know, this will, I say this at least a six or game, uh, six or seven game series, but in the end, uh, Celtics probably a little more talent and will win the day and uh, I'll go Celtics and six. As much as I'd love to take the Pacers and... Uh, if they do win, awesome, because everybody, I feel like I'm I'm just right there with the media, all the podcasts, all the TV shows I watch, where, you know, you want to give the Pacers credit, but you just can't, you just can't realistically 
um, you know, pick them. But uh, no, I'm going to say this this goes at least six. So. All right. Uh, that's the top side of the bracket. The bottom side, we got the three seed 76ers versus six seed Nets. Uh, this, this is a series I'm looking forward to. I like both these teams. Uh, as I've said in the past, on paper, I don't see how the 76ers didn't get the one seed. I love their talent. The biggest problem, though, before I, I recorded this pod, doing a little, uh, you know, looking at NBA news, Embiid could possibly miss the first game of the series, and that's huge. Obviously, that's Philly's best player. And they've got, you know, Ben Simmons, they got Jimmy Butler, they got Tobias Harris. I love their team on, on paper, JJ Redick. I really do. I really love their team on paper, but I was listening to an NBA pod today where uh, uh, it was a Philly fan and they were talking about like how that seems to be, at least in his NBA circles, he says he feels like everybody he talks to that's not a Philly fan feels like they're the best and, and, and they should be the favorite on paper, but people who are actually Philly fans they actually have more doubt and you know maybe that's just being a philly fan but uh yeah so the nets on the other side exciting young team uh d'angelo russell you know career resurgence he's still super young i think he's only 23 after he uh didn't work out with the lakers and they shipped him off uh you know he could win uh um uh, most improved this year so uh, I really like the Nets and especially with and if Embiid's injury lingers or is an issue oh man um, before the Embiid injury I would say four or five but with that injury I gotta say this one goes at least six two but I'm gonna say the Sixers take it in six and hopefully Embiid's injury isn't bad so all right, and final matchup, Raptors and the Magic. Really cool to see the Magic get in there. Um, definitely after all these years since all the way going back to uh, when, you know, you had that Dwight Howard team that, uh, you know, went to, you know, was going to the, the East Finals and uh, even that one year to the NBA Finals. Yeah, it's been a long time for Orlando, so it's really cool to see them get in and they're going to see some home playoff, you know, uh, games three and four. But I say this is a steamroll and the Raptors are ready and they will crush the Magic. I don't see any game even being competitive and this will be an easy sweep for the Raptors. So that would move on. <laughs> um Bucks, Celtics, 76ers, Raptors, the top four seeds. Uh, I'm predicting no upsets there. Uh, hopefully the Pacers do it, though. Uh, based on that, though, Bucks, Celtics. Uh, hopefully Bucks get back some of their injured players. Maybe Marcus Smart's back for the Celtics. But uh, uh, Celtics, too much uh, trouble this year. And uh, Giannis on a mission. Looks like uh, from the sound of it, I've heard a lot of uh, NBA writers reveal their votes, and uh, everyone I've heard so far is is dropping that uh, Giannis vote. So looks like he's going to be the MVP, and I think he would move on in that Salt series. 76ers Raptors, man, I, I hate that this is happening to them because I really picked them to be my 
East representative, I picked them to go to the finals, but oh man, especially if Embiid's dealing with injuries and the Raptors are rolling, I don't see how the Raptors don't don't beat them. And then um, that would be Bucks, Raptors, the one one two out East. Uh, here's where I say that the Raptors go to the finals and I think that would be quite the series against the Warriors with the Raptors taking both games against the Warriors in the NBA finals so uh, definitely not a pushover of a series and you got to give the Raptors some credit obviously I'd love to see it not go any more than five but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes six if it went to seven I'd be sweating it because that would not be a Warriors uh, home hosted series. The Raptors have a better record. The Bucks and the Raptors have a better record than the Warriors. So uh, if it's either of those teams, uh, Warriors are starting the finals on the road. So uh, hopefully that's where we're headed. And it's kind of crazy considering the talent the Warriors have that uh, they might not start the finals at home. But, uh, you know, we'll see when we get there. So all right, uh, I've been going for about a half hour. That's the playoffs. And like I said, I'll be back on Saturday night to talk about uh, how the first day went and uh, maybe talk a little bit about the Sunday games. Uh, oh, yeah, I do have the schedule here, too, of what we got uh, on deck. Saturday, the first game, uh, Nets at 76ers. That's on ESPN at, uh, what do we got, 1-12, they got all the times here in Eastern. Um, then Magic and Raptors, also on ESPN. That's at 2. Uh, Clippers Warriors is at 5.15. Not bad. And then finally, uh, 7.30, you got Spurs and Nuggets. And then Sunday, the first game, uh, Thunder and Trailblazers is at 12.30. So... Yeah, that's the playoff schedule, and that's the playoffs, and I'm so excited. Uh... Love basketball, my favorite sport, and this is where it's the best because everybody is, is, is going for it. This is where you, you don't have people sitting, you don't have rest nights, you don't have back-to-backs, uh, any scenario where you know a team might not be going all out. Every game matters, and this is the best time of year for NBA fans. I, I loved it all those years that the, the Warriors didn't make it, and now that my team's been... You know, in this position for all these years, it's it's been even better. So, yeah, can't wait. Here we go, playoffs. Uh, second half of the pod now. Let's do a little quick hits of other popular stories around the league. Uh, obviously, no bigger story. Dominating the news cycle. Shocking. Out of nowhere, Magic steps down. Magic Johnson steps down as the Lakers... Uh, president of basketball operations and the craziest part about this wasn't that he stepped down but the way he did it he didn't inform anybody and from the owner Jeannie Buss he didn't tell his uh, partner Rob Palenka he didn't tell anybody he he saw the coach who you know Luke Walton who was on the hot seat and you know most likely to be fired with the Lakers not making the playoffs he saw him doing the uh, you know pregame interview and then afterwards he came over and was like oh is it my turn yet laughing joking everybody was like oh <laughs> yeah cuz and then uh, i hear the the people in charge of media for the Lakers were like well what's going on what's going on and you know all of a sudden he just uh, in front of this group of reporters he, he drops the bomb 
that uh, he was thinking about it and he's going to do it. And he didn't tell anybody. He's telling everybody now because he said if he went to the owner that uh, she would have been able to talk about it. They would have cried and uh, he wouldn't have been able to do it. So he wanted to do it. And he said this was the best way, which a lot of people say that's not professional and you got to tell other people first. But uh, I get it. I really do. Like, I get it. And especially for a guy like Magic, you know, he has his hands in so many other things and the Dodgers and other businesses all around L.A. So, you know, he's got a lot going on. And one of the things he said, he wasn't having fun anymore. And a lot of people, you know, are giving him, you know, grief about dropping the line like, oh, you can now get back on Twitter and stuff like that. And then people are like, really? That's you'd give up the job so you can talk on Twitter. But I, I get it. Magic's a happy guy and a personality. And he said like things like, oh, you know, I'd, I'd always get in trouble for the tampering. Paul George talking about that on uh, Jimmy Kimmel and things like that. And everything else, he, 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 he said something nice about Giannis and he got fined for tampering. So the other day when... Uh, Russell Westbrook had that 2020-20 Nipsey Hussle tribute game. Uh, Magic said he wanted to tweet something, but he felt like he couldn't. They're going to call that tampering. Uh, wanted to work out with Ben Simmons this summer, and they cleared that through the proper channels, but everybody's like, oh, that's tampering because Ben Simmons is going to be a free agent in two years. And then, you know, where is he going to sign? Oh, you know, Magic helped him. Why, isn't, why wouldn't he sign with the Lakers? So... I get it, uh, and yeah, this way he is. He's free to to help out young players all around the league. He said he's obviously still going to be close with the Lakers. Sounds like he wants to get back into media. Rachel Nichols of the Jumps ran over and got an interview with him, and she ended it by offering him to come on the Jump, and he said he, he's going to. So who knows? That'd be interesting. They already got all those other NBA players, ex-NBA players, uh, uh, Paul Pierce, Tracy McGrady, Scotty Pippen coming through. So, um, you know, Magic's done stuff like this before. I know he's part of NBA Countdown before in the past. He's So he's worked with ESPN. He's worked in the media before. So, uh, But, yeah, it was shocking and out of nowhere, and it was a stunner. And it's one of those stories. It's, it's why you love the NBA as just all these storylines and the drama. It's the best you know to me it it is the best sport for all the storylines and you know all the the stars on the teams and the the storylines you get the Anthony Davis stuff this year Durant stuff uh, as much as I you know I've always loved Durant's game I was incredible when he came to the Warriors never a magic could have happened loved having him on the team but at the same time you know so be it if he goes to New York that'll be a whole new storyline of you know how's that gonna go i don't know so i'm hearing people say like it's you know done deal 99 percent chance it happens i don't know i'd love to have him back i know he's toured the new stadium you know and cousins just said something the other day i i heard somebody asked him like uh, like what'd you think of the warriors when you came in compared to like how you thought it was going to be. And he was just saying like, how you know, first class it was, how, you know, they took care of business and all the staff and just the way the team was run. So, and you know, the reputation of the Knicks is just how poor it's been. And I know they're trying to turn things around and, you know, Fizdale as a coach, I know he's, he's got a pretty good reputation. He, 
the the whole uh, his run in Memphis and the take that for data and you know seems like a player's coach but the way the rest of that organization is run so I don't know but yeah Magic uh, is out and uh, looking forward to seeing him on the jump and all this other basketball coverage so and where do the Lakers go from here uh, felt like we've talked about that a lot uh, especially on the ones where Nez has joined me uh, Lonzo Ball and his issues and LeBron James and all that and I don't know. They still could be fine. They got young players. Maybe they'll get somebody. Everybody says like they're not going to get a top tier, and most likely their best bet is somebody like Jimmy Butler. But you know, that's fine. You know, better than nothing. You know, and Jimmy's still a star. He gets a lot of, you know, he gets a lot of flack for for his attitude. But you know, to me, there's worse people in the league. I. Don't get me wrong, it's weird. I find Russell Westbrook's game to be that that I, I I kind of, I like the most as far as like when I play a character in a video game. That's the kind of, of character I like to play with, a really fast character that, that, that drives to the hoop in a guard position. That's Westbrook, you know, assists, rebounds, all that. It's great, but uh, Westbrook's attitude. So anyways, I... You know, Butler's known as a guy that, you know, rubs guys the wrong way and is always, you know, uh, nobody plays harder than me. That's, you know, that's fine. And, you know, Lakers might just be fine. We'll see. But either way, it, you know, it's going to be a story. <laughs> it always is. So, all right. Uh, next one, Dirk and D. Wade retire. Man, uh, if it wasn't for that magic story. Uh, this would definitely have been the first story, and it did get its coverage. Uh, cool moments, um, both sides. Dirk, a bunch of people came out, ex-NBA players, uh, people that uh, he was known to be big fans of, so that's interesting. I guess the Mavericks organization, Mark Cuban, contacted these guys. Uh, but, yeah, Pippen was there, Barkley was there. Sean Kemp was there, Detlef Shrimp. So it did feel like people that ins maybe inspired Dirk to play the way he did. So that was cool. Um, and it also was cool that while everybody suspected this was it for him, uh, in his final home game there, and they're doing all this presentation on the crowd, and he drops that like, oh, as you can guess, this is my last game. And to hear the crowd go, oh, no, you can hear it. And, you know, could see, you know, it touched him emotionally and stuff like that. So that was cool. And then on the D. Wade side, uh, really cool to see him do the whole, uh, he saved, uh, he did the jersey swap all year. And then he saved uh, this last home game to do the jersey swap. He, he had one for all his teammates. So that was cool. And they got a... Uh, they got a win, so that was cool in their final game. Both of them got wins. Uh, both of them scored 30 in their final home game. That was cool. So, <sighs> man, can't throw it to anybody in a pod like this, so I got to keep going. But, uh, yeah, uh, cool moments. Uh, obviously, uh, Wade had that tragic 
what he called tragic moment where he went to uh, jump on the scores table, kind of, you know, uh, uh, had to step back down. That was fine. But then on his uh, attempted hop back up, he fell on his side and it was like, oh, no. And he said it right in the mag. He, he was like, oh, man, that was tragic. We got to try that again. And he's like, he just stepped back up and, uh, you know, too bad because, <laughs> now you know, it's forever going to be known as that moment he tried to make that a moment and you know fell and but it's fitting you know he's he's trying to say it's his time's over and everybody's saying yeah you know that goes to show you know time's up and uh, on the same note everybody's saying he looks like he played another couple years and and maybe he could but uh you know after leaving Miami that first time and it not working out in Chicago and then it really not working out in Cleveland and then he ends up back in Miami you know, didn't even know if he was going to go this year. It's probably best. It was really storybook this year with the All-Star game and everything for both him and Dirk. So uh, really cool. And uh, both of them had uh, season finales tonight, the final game of the regular season uh, on the road. Uh, D-Wade was in Brooklyn. That was kind of cool. Chris Paul, Mello, and LeBron showed up for him, sat courtside. And... Uh, you know, the Brooklyn crowd crowd was always really nice to him, shouting him out and everything. And then Dirk in San Antonio. Um, interestingly, after wins last night and the 30 points, uh, both the Mavs and the Heat lost tonight on the road. But uh, uh, both nice, you know, reception in both places and, and, and rounds of applause. So that was really cool and really nice into the career for two NBA legends, two for sure Hall of Famers. So, yeah, that was that. And uh, last topic I'll talk about before we wrap this up and head out until the playoffs is uh, Space Jam 2. LeBron is filming this summer, but sounds like it's not even coming out next year. Originally, I thought it was coming out summer 2020, but I guess it's now projected for 2021. There's a story going around uh, that they've had trouble getting players, and that's too bad. You would, you would think, uh, you know, people want to show out, and it's it's so weird how LeBron is both respected, but then at the same time, you know, there's that Durant story to start the year where it was like, oh yeah, guys don't want to play with him, too much drama and stuff like this, and it's 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 too much pressure to play with LeBron and uh, now it seems like that's leaking over to this which is interesting because he's had so many people for the you know his other projects like the barbershop series on HBO and everything but I don't know I, if you showed out for that uh, I'd be shocked to not see you show up for this so guys like Draymond Green guys like uh, Anthony Davis will be in it but uh, the interesting story to come out today was that he is, well, Giannis turned him down even though he's a, a Nike guy. But that's the thing, like the first Space Jam was kind of like a Nike thing. And even though Jordan was able to get Ewing and Barkley and Muggsy, Reggie Miller, uh, you would think that LeBron would be able to get the top guys in the league, but the problem is uh, you got Steph on Under Armour and Harden with Adidas, uh, and you'd love to have those guys, but uh, being this is like a Nike Warner Brothers movie production, uh, Nike being the main thing here, uh, you know, Under Armour and Adidas, they're not down with that, and you know, these 
guys do ride for their 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 companies their companies do a lot for them and helping them out with things and charities and things like that so i don't know i don't know what they can do uh unless uh warner brothers and or nike is willing to uh you know make a deal to get this happen each guy can represent for for whoever not just uh you know braun can wear his nikes and uh Steph can wear his Under Armors and Harden can wear his uh, Adidas. I don't know. But, uh, interesting story. I'm sure they'll figure it out. But uh, it'll be interesting if it ends up kind of just being the guys that have uh, done stuff with LeBron before. Like on the barbershop, like I said, Anthony Davis and Draymond Green. And other guys like that. Clutch clients. Contavious Caldwell Pope. Not considered to be a, uh, a real NBA star. Or, you know, guys that, you know, NBA heads only know about he's a clutch client though so uh rich paul lebron's friends clients so uh anyways uh, enough of that but uh i'm sure not only on here but on east society we'll be talking plenty about space jam and the lead up to and its release in the next couple of years uh yeah and on that note uh, did pretty good 45 minutes didn't push the hour so like I said, I'm going to come back for the playoffs. Uh, so excited. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, can't wait to see what goes down. Then we got a busy Saturday. Like I said, I'll give it to you one more time. Uh, we got the Nets and 76ers. That's at 1130. Magic and Raptors. That's at 2 o'clock. Clippers and Warriors. Obviously the game I'm most looking forward to. 515. And then finally Spurs and Nuggets at 730. So... Maybe if that game's in hand, uh, maybe one in the, like the third quarter, uh, I'll start recording and do a first day wrap up. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that and look forward to everything we go going on with eSociety, both on the, the MacNes podcast feed and over here on Anchor. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, hope you enjoy. If your team made the playoffs. I wish you the best of luck, except for when it comes to playing the Warriors, obviously. Let's go Warriors. Let's go Dub Nation. Have fun. Be safe. And here we go. Playoff time.